What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome all of you to the Very Unsportsmanlike Podcast. My name is Quincy, and this is my podcast. And to get more information on the show, go to www.podpage forward slash 15 yards. P-O-D-P-A-G-E dot com forward slash 15 yards to get more information on the Very Unsportsmanlike Podcast. On today, we're talking about, well, there's actually going to be two segments of the show. The first segment, we'll talk about college football playoffs and what's going on in college football. Um, we'll talk about the NFL head coaching jobs, and we'll get into a little NBA talk. Then in the second part of the show, the second segment, we'll talk about week 17 and then get into this first super wild card weekend where we're going to have triple headers on Saturday and Sunday. So that's what you have to look forward to with the very unsportsmanlike podcast. Let's get to it. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> we got something to move tonight, and we start the whole circle thing off. Help me. Anything move, we knock out. Let's go. I got Ray in Jersey, Eminem in Mississippi, and Buck in Florida. Fellas, what's happening? Hey, what up, Q? What's up? up? Hey, what's up, Q? What's up, fellas? What it do? What's happening? All right. A lot to talk about, so let's get to it. First, we'll start off with Alabama and Notre Dame. And we we pretty much kind of knew what was going to happen with Alabama and Notre Dame. Now, I will say that Notre Dame was a little tougher than I expected. Final score, Alabama won 31-14 to send Notre Dame home. And I think they're like, what, 0-6 in the college football playoffs and BCS or whatever. Uh, they finished the season 10-2. and And I'll start with whoever wants to speak on this game. I mean, Alabama started off fast. Notre Dame tried to make it interesting. But, I mean, was there ever any doubt that Alabama was going to ultimately run off with this game? Nah, nah, not 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 uh not after I saw the uh ACC uh, championship. So after that, I was just like the way they lost to uh, Clemson. I was just like, nah, ain't no way they're gonna beat Alabama. So uh, I, I wasn't too surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised okay. they got 14 points though. I, I give them that. They they, they did, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised well, they got 14 points, too. 
Alabama went went off. I mean, Matt Jones, 25 of 30, 297 and four touchdowns. Najee Harris had 125 yards on 15 carries. Devontae Smith, 130 yards receiving on seven receptions and three touchdowns. All their stars went off. That's why all three of these guys are, are up for the Heisman. Um, but, I mean, Notre Dame, Ian Book, he wasn't very effective. They couldn't really run the ball all that well. Uh, now, Ray, Notre Dame, based on their record and the fact that they beat Clemson, even though Clemson was shorthanded at the time, they, I mean, do you think they deserve to be there? I mean, everybody knew they were going to get smacked, but, I mean, they deserve to be there, though, right? I mean, if I had to pick uh, four teams, I would have put Notre Dame in the four teams. I can't think of anybody who should have went ahead of them. And, um, you know, they had the star power. They had everything. Notre Dame is one of those schools that, you know, they have a good season. They're going to push them up. But I don't think they really pushed them up this year. I think they just did really well. And if I had to pick a top four, they was in the top four. But see, when you lose, people say, well, Maybe they shouldn't have been and this and that, but, I mean, they were saying that about Ohio State. I understand we got to get to that, so I ain't going to say nothing else about it. But, you know, that's what people say after the fact. But I think they had a good season. They should have been there. All right. Buck, what do you think, man? I kind of agree with Ray. I think there were previous years Notre Dame didn't belong, but this year I think they earned the right for the beatdown they got. Oh, well, they earned the right. I mean, Notre Dame has been back, you know, so to speak. So, it was good good to see them there, you know, um, playing. Anyway, um, like I almost sucked up some helium or something all of a sudden. But in any event, they deserve to be there. And, and, you know, they they show well. I mean, against a formidable Alabama team, I mean, most people didn't even think that they would actually get any points at all. So for them to muster up 14 and to actually hold the mighty Alabama Crimson Tide to 31, that's 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 saying something. So that lets me know right there that you know they they belong. On the other side, we had Ohio State and Clemson. Ohio State won their game 49 to 28. And I'll be honest with you, I knew Ohio State was capable of winning. I didn't think they were capable of winning by this by three touchdowns. I, I didn't I didn't see this blowout coming, you know. And so I mean Justin Fields, twenty two of twenty eight, three eighty five and six touchdowns. Uh, plus he took a hellacious shot in the what third quarter I believe, and I I wasn't sure if he was gonna come back. He like the ribs were cracked, but he came back and played well. Trey Sermon had one hundred and ninety three yards and a touchdown on thirty one carries. Uh, and their receiver, Chris, is it Olave, Olave, I don't know, 132 yards on six six receptions and two touchdowns. <clears throat> and, Ray, did you think Ohio State could thump Clemson like this? Oh, I like Ohio State as a football team, but I, I expected Clemson to win the game, whether it was, you know, 38 to 41 or something, but I, 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 if you had to lay some money down, I would have put the money on, on Clemson. But what kind of worried me about the game was 
dab old Sweeney right in the chain. Then these guys couldn't cash. Now, you figure that, oh, you guys played the whole season. They didn't. Uh, we beat them last year, and, you know, I'm the top dog in the yard now. And, you know, if he coaches long, you know, he's going to have that, you know, that same reputation and this, that, and the other. So he felt like he could say and do whatever it is he wants to, but he got to realize you can't play for them guys. And once you give a good team bulletin board material, man, through COVID, and you know we got to beat school these guys and beat us last year, and then now they're trying to say because we didn't play enough games, we, we should even be in the top ten. I mean, he just talking about us like we hoes or something. And everybody take that to heart and say, man, if this is the last game they're going to play in college, We go, they're going to kill us out here. And, man, they came out and they just – since Trevor Barnes been there, I ain't seen Clemson get whooped like this. I mean, you know, they lost last year and everything else, but, man, Ohio State just brought it to them. And I just, like, you know, hey, that, that's what happened. And, I mean, another thing I don't, didn't understand was the guy that hit uh, Justin uh, – uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields. It, when we was playing ball, guys had these neck braces on. When you have a neck brace on, the only thing you're doing is using your helmet and running into people. So – I don't understand why they, you know, they threw him out. But at the same time, you know that's the kind of hitter he is because he got that neck brace on. So I don't know why they they allow stuff like that. But, you know, I'm glad he was able to come back. And that number two pick is looking good again. So, you know, but Ohio State, don't sleep on them. I mean, Alabama, only thing they have every year is they got more horses than everybody else. But as far as coaching goes, me, I, I never thought Nick Saban was a great coach. So we'll see what happens. All right. And so Eminem looking at Ohio State and Alabama, I mean, who you got, man? Oh, man. <clears throat> it should be a good game, but, uh, but I'm not gonna bet against Alabama not this year. Uh, I, I think uh, I think everything Ray said was on point. But I think because of that, I think they used. I, I think Ohio State used all their energy and all their focus on Clemson. So I don't know if they can muster that up again back to back like that. So I'm taking Alabama. But I I just want to say this right quick though. I was uh I was kind of. Uh, Surprised to uh, not see Chase Young got that man because the way Trevor Lawrence was emptying that ball out of his hand, shit, I'm just like, boy, you get ready to be the, the somebody's the Jaguars franchise. You better get used to this shit because until they get you a certain type of line, you're gonna have to be able to protect that ball when you're getting hit. So, oh we'll yeah, you're gonna have to get used to that in Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, that motherfucker put the ball oh, down about no. six times. He didn't lose it every time, but, I mean, that no. ball was steady hitting the ground. <laughs> y'all, yep. y'all know what's coming in right. Jacksonville. Those guys got $100 million in cap space, and they ain't going down like that. Yeah. 
Man, they gonna have to use every penny of penny of it to protect well, them. They, man. they, they better load them up. Cause, yeah, cause that 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 like man, you can't play hot potato when that heat on your ass. Now, I, you know, for the most part, on the mechanics, I mean, yeah, he he, he do his thing, but it's just like shit. It's just like them uh them Ray Ray Lewis years when uh Patriots and uh Ravens would play every now and then. They start hitting Brady's ass. All that shit he did prior to that was out the window, but that motherfucker was gun shy after that, so um so he gotta protect that football though. When the heat get on like that, 'cause he gonna have to get used to that. Yeah. And Buck, who you think, man, Ohio State or Alabama? Is Nick Saban going down this uh, year? Uh, and Nick Saban going to fool around and win this game. I mean, I, I expect Ohio State to show up, but much like, you know, Ray and Eminem have alluded to, um, I, I just I just see Ohio State's not going to have enough enough gas in the tank to mess with people because Nick Saban, he, he's a, I don't, I'm not saying he's the best coach in the in the uh, in college, I, but I will say this: he knows how to get every ounce. And they they play for him, you know. It's a NFL style of offense and defense. The way he he has this, you know, Alabama up. So uh, Ohio State may make it interesting, but they're not going to be. They're not going to. Ohio State not being Alabama. It should just not happen. Now, I mean, unless Nick Saban do something stupid like swing in and talk about they they don't belong and all that shit, which we know that's just not happening. So the only thing Saban going to be doing is ass lacking. So. So what do you all think about – there's some people that said the reason why Ohio State was able to jump out on Clemson's own idea is because they haven't played anybody all season. They messed up playing with six games. How y'all feel about that? Nah, to me, that that's just the opposite. To me, that's even more impressive. You know, you ain't even got in your rhythm yet. And to play a, a, a legit team like that, I'm, I'm more impressed the fact that they haven't played ten games. Because to me – it seemed like you would have to take a full season to be able to just get get in rhythm like that. So to do it in six games, man, that's that. To, I was impressed by that myself. Anybody else? Okay. All right. So the um, University of Texas got rid of their coach, Tom Herman. I believe his buyout was what twenty four million, I think. And yeah, it was twenty four. Ray Tom Herman was thirty two <laughs> and eighteen, and he was four and zero in his bowl games. I think over what four seasons? So that's an average of like eight and four every year. Um, do you think Texas should have stuck with him? You know, because he wasn't horrible. He did lose some games they wanted to win, I'm sure, but. Uh, they hired Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator for Alabama. Do you think that um, they're taking a chance by, I mean, first of all, getting rid of $24 million just so the guy can leave, and then, two, bringing in someone else uh, to take over? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole deal with all this is is um, Texas believes that they should be on the map. They are a big school, a huge school. They've had great history there and everything else. And these boosters, these guys have really got money in Texas, want to see Texas on top. And they're willing to do whatever it takes 
just like the talent and the recruiting that they get at Texas, 32-18 and 18 is about right for the teams that they play, where they play, and who they recruit. You can't go up against these big schools. I mean, I don't know when the last time they probably played somebody like Alabama. But Alabama got five-star, five-star, the four-star everything. So now what chance do you really have? Are we going to bring in a guy that can really turn this thing around and they're going to pay a whole lot of money and get a big contract to Okay, if they paid this guy out $24 million, even if he's making $6 million a year, you paid him for four years for nothing. I understand in the grand scheme of things in Texas, that ain't a lot of money to these big guys that went to Texas, but that's a waste of money. You expect to get a coach over his next 50 games? What's acceptable for you guys? One of Nick Saban records with a 50 and or or they 46 and, and 3 or some shit like that, you know, that's not realistic. So I think they should have stuck with the guy and because they went there, yeah, they, they, they paid the uh, the brother that, that went to South Florida, I believe he went to, Central Florida. I can't think of his name. Yeah, Strong. They paid Strong all his money to go away. Strong down there trying to graduate the players and do things and turn the program around. But, you know, you got to give it up to four or five schools. They're going to be on top and everybody else is trying to be in the top 15, the top 20. So, no, I don't think they did the right thing in letting this coach go. I think they should have kept it and, you know, kept on building. You you can't build a win. Unless you're Urban Meyer or somebody like that, you're not coming in in three years and all that and, and build you a winner. Oh, boy, one down there, LSU, but LSU is who it is. You know, uh, Jamar chasing them, they already at the school. You know, Justin Jefferson, all in there, already at the school. So what recruiting did he do? Not saying he's not a good coach, but that's just what it is. So, now nah, I think Texas made a mistake. All right. And uh, I don't know. I, I think, you know, that's that's the kind of the problem I have with, with, with Harbaugh. Harbaugh is not winning big games, but – up until this year, you know, Michigan was winning, you know, eight, nine, ten games. And so you have the dilemma of, you know, is this going to be a Jackson State Southern Miss type of deal where you get rid of a coach that's trying to get over the hump and then you end up going backwards in the process. And so um, Texas took a chance, and Texas has been paying out a lot. They might still be paying Charlie Strong, for all I know. <laughs> uh Texas is paying out a lot of money to get rid of coaches more so than they are bringing in the coach that they want. And yeah, if they if they're looking to go ten and one every year, then uh, there aren't too many coaches out there who can accomplish that. Shit, they, man, yeah, they could have paid me a small fee. I showed them how to break that twenty four down. I like look, keep the <laughs> damn coach. Give me twelve million, not of my personal money. Give me twelve million, and every fucking high school. You buy a big ad in their yearbook or some shit like that, man. You gotta see Texas. They 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 wanna just say, uh, cause they real big on with uh little league football and you know high school and stuff. But but on the college, they so it's just like they. 
I guess, see, the ties don't turn with a lot of that stuff. So they used to, I guess, people just automatically coming and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, see, you got to go get these boys now. Whoever hot, you got to hear about their ass when they're about ninth, tenth grade and get on their ass real quick, fast, in a hurry. And Because uh, I don't care who the coach is, man. It's just like um, when you start going up against a team loaded with blue chips, it's going to be a long day. You know, it ain't impossible, but, shit, it, it ain't the same. Yeah. And even – players, man. It's so much competition now. TV, cable TV has made it harder, as crazy as it sounds, made it a little difficult for certain big schools because now you got schools like Texas A&M, Texas Tech. Um, You even got schools that are are smaller like Tulsa or or one of the MAC schools that are getting kids because they have TV contracts. Yeah, you might play on a Tuesday night, but they can go to your house and say, look, you're going to be on TV on Tuesday night when ain't nobody else playing. You know, and the alumni factor, too. And the alumni factor, too. Just like right now, the hottest receiver in the league, Devontae Adams, Fresno State. Now, in the Pac-12, Pac Fresno ain't nothing but shit. I'm just saying, so schools that normally couldn't get certain people, they getting them now because of the Internet, yeah. social media and, and stuff. It, so. And <laughs> see, and like Alabama and Clemson, I, I mean, those are the types of schools that, yeah, they probably don't have to try hard to get people. Ohio State, you know, and then you know schools like Florida, you know, still have some 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 name have a name to them. Notre Dame, of course, and Texas is still a big name, but Texas is not Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. Okay, those are the only like real three. You know, then it's like Notre Dame, Texas, and some of those other schools. And man, uh. I don't know. This may have been a mistake. We'll find out what Sarkeesian can do. Um, I don't know. Has he coached before? Didn't he coach at USC? I think so. I think he was somewhere. I think it was USC. But I tell you what, now, if Texas want to do anything, they need to lobby with the uh, NCAA to start opening up these wallets to pay. Because I guarantee you, with them all tycoons in Texas, uh, now, hey, I ain't I ain't got nothing against Alabama, but you know I ain't saying ain't nobody in Alabama got money, but shit, man, they ain't got that kind of money. So, hell, they can, if they want to buy a championship, they need to lobby to start paying these boys. Shit, they give them a championship every year like that. You had yeah. jokers saying the hell we're going pro. Shit, I'm already rich. If they just open yeah. it up. <laughs> so, and speaking of rich, they got rumors that Urban Meyer wants twelve million dollars to coach in the NFL. To go to the Jets. Damn. Well, I guess it's worth it. $12 million. Who's the highest paid coach right now? Nah, he's going to – you want to go to the Jags. You know, they want that They want that Trevor Lawrence thing going. But, you know, to me – Would you pay him? Urban Meyer is the best football coach i ever seen. Can he, can nah, he block? <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. They got a now, lot to do. Oh, oh this, is, this is what I say. If I was a franchise, if I can get a guy guaranteed to win me 12, 13 football games, oh, yeah, I'd give him $20 million. Because, see, they want you to pay Javion Clowney or somebody like that or one of these guys or or what's his name, uh, Lawrence on on the Cowboys or somebody. You take that guy off and give me – Marcus Lawrence, give me a football coach. You see, that's why everybody look. Oh, you paying these guys in college? Oh, absolutely. 
Urban Meyer is the only guy to me that's proven I can go anywhere, Utah, Florida, Ohio State, and turn them all into winners. And I mean, I'm X's and O's. See, it's a difference between, shit, I can take a team and you give me LeBron and KD and, and Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard and all that and tell me how we going to lose. That's the shit Nick Saban doing. And everybody says, oh, well, look at Nick, look at Nick. All right, well, Nick been somewhere else. He didn't do so well. You know, Belichick is great too, but he been somewhere else. He didn't do so well. But everywhere Urban Meyer's been, he's gotten it done. And I believe they come in there with that $100 million worth of cap space, them draft picks, and Trevor Lawrence, they will be in the playoffs next year. And I mean really be in there, 12-4 and four or something like that. So, absolutely, I give them that money. All right. Well, I don't know. I think they got to do a lot to even to get to 12. Well, I think they got to do a lot just to get to, to eight wins. I mean, as far as – but if they hit that free agency the way they're supposed to, it can be done. Stranger things have happened. It can be done. Because so, you think about it, if you need two wide receivers, because they ain't that good in Jacksonville. Okay, I mean, they got DJ uh, Chart. He's good. But you bring Allen Robinson back, or you bring Chris Godwin back, or you get them two guys. Now you spend, what, 30-something million dollars, 17, 17, something like that. Now we got wide receivers. Going to draft, you get you some offensive linemen. You you would turn it around really quick. Yeah. And so, all right, so speaking of NFL head coaching jobs, um, we got six job openings, uh, the last I checked. Jaguars, Texans, Chargers, Falcons, Jets, and the Lions. Buck, I'll go to you, man. You're, you're a head coach, all right? You're looking for a job in the NFL. Which is the best job out of those six? Jaguars, Texans, Chargers, Falcons, Jets, or the Lions? Which one would you want? Ooh. I'm, at, I'm actually going to pick two teams, um, the Atlanta Falcons and the Chargers. And the, reason, and the reason I'm saying these two teams are simple. I mean, you got if, – if you want a veteran leadership presence, um, Matty Ice, um, which they have not built around him. I mean, yeah, they got Ridley. You got, you know, you got Julio Jones. You got, you know, a decent running back, but your offensive line is still suspect. Needs to be, you know, they needs to be, you know, build around that offensive line, maybe be a free agency, um, tighten up that defense. And, um, you know, you got a veteran presence. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I would say the Chargers because Justin Herbert. I mean, he, he's impressive. Um, this, he could be one of these next quarterbacks to, to really kind of step out. I mean, he really, you, you know, he started to shine towards the end of the latter part of the season, and the, and the Chargers went on a little bit of a run. I know it didn't save his job, but, um, you know, Anthony Lynn's job, that is. But it was just it was really good to see. Herbert and his his progression. So, 
hopefully, you know, you get a good coach in there, good GM to build around these guys. They got they got some talent there. Um, but I like these two teams if I was going to be a head coach somewhere because right now I think both of these teams have really good good upsides. So. All right, Eminem, who are you going with, man? Jaguars, Texans, oh, Chargers, Falcons, Jets, or the Lions? Uh, my my first two, we could pick two, right? Uh, my first pick would be Atlanta, and that's because <laughs> Breeze, uh, I'm just, you know, like my philosophy is I just look at the division. I ain't doing shit in the AFC West because that shit going to be locked for some years, so that's going to look like some Patriots stuff. I ain't trying to get into all that. So Breeze is going to be out of there, and Brady eventually going to stop. And um, uh, so I got a better chance of uh, at least getting a division title. So if I get a division title, maybe you won't fire me in two years. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, I take a shot at the Texans' uh, job, too. The division is tough, but at the same time, a lot of the pieces is there. It just need to be built back up a little bit. But uh, – but I don't want no parts of the AFC West, and I don't. Uh, and the the Jets, they just got too much to do. Detroit will be my third spot if I could if I ranked them by three. But uh, until uh, Aaron Rodgers get up out of there, that shit almost gonna be like Kansas City. But he's more on the later end, so that will be my third shot. So Atlanta, uh, Houston, and then Detroit. Ray, who do you want? Well, uh, I'm taking Jacksonville. I mean, Trevor Barnes, the best prospect to come out probably since Andrew Luck. And, uh, you know, if he do what he's supposed to do, he's your franchise guy. You know, they got James Robinson in the backfield running, DJ Stark. They got a running back and a receiver already. So, now in free agency, you can hit some inexpensive positions. You know, maybe tight end, um, maybe a lineman or two, pick up some in in the draft, and you can really build a a good. Now I don't see where you could avoid teams and divisions because you know, like Kansas City, you if you good enough, you gonna see them eventually anyway. I mean, you get a little bit further, but at the same time, coaching contracts are guaranteed. So they fire you after two years. You got four left and get paid for all of them. So, you know, if you're good enough, they somebody else will pick you up and get paid by two teams at one time. That's a beautiful deal to me. But I would um, go with Jacksonville. If not Jacksonville, I would go with the Chargers because of Justin Herbert, of course. But I would like that Jacksonville job, you know, nice and warm, you know, nice city. So I go with Jacksonville. Okay, I think I would like the Chargers um, because I think once they get healthy on defense, their defense is, you know, a top ten defense uh, with Ingram and Bosa, and uh, what's my the the safety's name that keeps getting hurt? I can't think of his name. Uh, uh, Ward. I mean, not, uh, no, uh, damn, what's this guy named? Uh, Derwin James. 
Okay, James, yeah. And, and then I want to remind you of something else, though, real quick. Joey Bosa, you got to pay him. And Derwin James, you got to pay him. So that's going to really end the things. Yeah, yeah. And then and right so, after that, um, you're going to have to pay him. But uh, that would be the place that comes to mind for me right off the top of my head. But, uh, I mean, overall, I mean, because it's been a crazy season. I mean, you think about it, we, we had a wide receiver start at quarterback in Denver. The Cleveland Browns made the playoffs. Uh, we had a 2,000-yard running back. Uh, um, a football team that played without a, a name, without a mascot. Uh, the, play, the Patriots didn't make the playoffs. A rookie threw for 30 touchdowns. Uh, the, a Bills quarterback is an MVP candidate. I mean, we, we've had so, – I don't know yeah. if they're going to And, and then a division champ with fucking seven wins, shit. With seven wins, right. <laughs> and so I don't know if, uh, if they're going to be any other coaches that get fired. Normally that stuff kind of happens on that first day, but every now and then you have one that kind of surprises you that comes out late. Anybody you expected to be fired that didn't, that's still around? Well, no. What's the deal with Big Fangio? Vic Fangio, man, is Vic Fangio to me does some dumb stuff, man. He does some yeah, dumb stuff. Like yesterday, he should have been. Uh, yesterday in that Raiders game, he just called the most. He called an ill-advised timeout, man. It was like, I think it was on a change of possession or something, so the clock had already stopped, and he had he only had two timeouts, and then he called one for something stupid. I can't remember what it was, but. I don't know what Big Fangio's doing, man. I really don't. So, but anyway, before we get into the football, one more thing, and we'll wrap up this segment of the show. Uh, Dame Lillard said some words last week that Steph Curry took the wrong way. And when Steph played Dame last night, he almost doubled up on him, and Steph went for 62 points. What did you all think about that game? You see the highlights of that game? Yeah, I saw some of the highlights, man. Uh, I see Steph was going on the inside for a change quite a bit because that's, that's a part of his game that he kind of got back from uh, recently. And so nah. I think he made, what, he made eight threes, I believe. And he had a, so. a ton of he had a ton of free throws. I think he was like 16 for 17 from the line or something like that. But, I mean – I'm old school. I like to see the 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 star kind of get called out. And Dane may not meant anything by it, but however he took it, I like to see them guys take have a chip. Oh yeah, on that's shoulder. how. But that's like, how you respond. Kind of like how Jordan used to do. You don't do like be. Metal World Peace, and you don't you don't and you don't do like Spreewell and choke the motherfucker, even though that was the coach. That's what you do. You show him <laughs> up on the court. <laughs> yeah, but for him to play Dame, Dame had 32, and this dude went for 62. I mean, so yeah, I had he to props, Yeah, I had to get props for him because well, he, he went out. That's what he's supposed to do, and this is what I mean by players having heart. Somebody talks shit, you go out there and you show it. You show them what time it is, and see. We know one player that I don't care. What, you can say whatever you want to say. We don't pass them stats, but he don't never show up. I wish somebody would call LeBron James style ass out. 
and see if this son bitch can get some, get that many points. I love to see that, but his balls ain't good enough. Um, in other news, Ray, your boy, Ray, your boy Josh Jacobs got arrested on a DUI charge. So, uh, you think there's going to be a suspension behind that for next season? Well, no, because um, story came out probably about three, three something o'clock, and uh, if they don't have no blood test, they don't have no evidence. Oh, he it's, 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 it's going nowhere because if you got an accident, it's 4.42 in the morning. You know, you could have just got tired and got sleepy behind the wheel. You know, you did play the game this the same night. So, you know, who's to say you were drinking? Now, they gave you a breathalyzer and everything else. Now, of course, you're going to be disoriented and all that. You got an accident, you know. So, I mean, that's something they can't prove. I really I really don't know unless they can pull up film or something. And he's in the casino constantly drinking. That's going to be hard for them to prove. And then, to me, I think when you get down in Vegas, I know they're used to seeing guys with money. But guys 22 years old, I don't know what kind of car he had and everything else. But we going to really – hang something on you, you know how it go. So I give them the benefit of the doubt because it was so late at night. Had it been, you know, they could have proved that and gave them under breath lies immediately or something, then that would be a problem. But to, as of right now, they don't know if he was drinking or not. His lawyer just used that. Okay. Well, he might be all right then. But, all right. So, um, Yesterday, they had some people who got some incentives, uh, bonuses on yesterday. Um, Emmanuel Sanders needed 60 catches on the season to get a $500,000 bonus, and they kept hitting him yesterday. They kept hitting him until he got his 60th, his 60th catch, and he knew it, too, because he was celebrating when he got it. Um, Tom Brady helped Antonio Brown reach one of his bonuses. He kept giving them uh, shovel passes late in the game until he got his, his got his number of catches he needed for his bonus. And yesterday, um, Russell Wilson, when the, the Seahawks were winning, all they had to do was take a knee. And Russell Wilson changed the play, and they threw a – they did a jet sweep to um, – to, uh, what's his name? Moore. To, to Moore. Moore needed 35 catches to get $100,000. Okay. And so he called the play, and they ran a jet sweep because uh, for, for David Moore. You know, David Moore is like, you know, he's a bench receiver. He's not supposed to have that many catches. But uh, he needed one more catch. And uh, I remember them taking a knee, and even um, Pete Carroll looked kind of crazy at first, but then he started laughing about it. Well, that's why he did that. He he ran that play so that guy can get his $100,000. And – you know, Moore is a bench player. He doesn't make a lot of money. He's a seventh-round pick uh, from three years ago um, out of East Central College. And so that hundred, that 100000 meant a lot to him. So I thought that was kind of cool that Russell Wilson took it upon himself to make sure that man got his money. So it was cool to see that kind of stuff done on yesterday. But all right, we'll go ahead and get into the second part of the show. And so for those of you listening to this first part, 
Go to www.podpage forward slash 15 yards to get more information on the show or listen to previous shows. But um, hang on to the next segment and we'll talk about week 17. <laughs> 